Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Sinead Kelly. Sinead has a huge passion for serving and minding others through her work as a self-health coach. So Sinead, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Brian, for having me. I'm really excited by it. Me too. Thanks a million, Sinead, and you're so welcome. And Sinead, can you start off by telling me a bit about yourself and how you got to here? Yeah. Um, well, it started, I, I came straight out of school into nursing. And I kind of went into nursing because I felt like it was meaningful work. And from there, I so I, I started in CUH in Cork. And then I traveled with it, which was great. Um, and when I came back then to Cork, I ended up kind of falling into doing health and safety. Um, so I did a, a HDIP in UCC. And that kind of led me down this occupational health path. And for those that have no idea what occupational health is, it's basically supporting employees um, of companies with their wellness and their health. So um, I was working in Pfizer, Apple, Janssen, and that kind of spanned over about nine years. And while I was there, I started having some health issues of my own and some fertility issues. And it kind of made me assess my life and where things were going and feeling that change needed to happen. So there was kind of two parallel ways that I was making change. There was one around my health and I'd spent so much of my career telling people what they should and shouldn't be doing and then realizing, oh God, this is actually really hard, you know, and, and realizing that just because you have the information doesn't make it easy to do. So I was trying to figure all this out and, and making health changes while also making some um changes around self-development so I kind of started on the self-development journey which kind of led me into doing coaching psychology in UCC and from there I started to see that the job I was in in occupational health that it wasn't um I wasn't able to thrive anymore in it I'd kind of gone as far as I could with it and I was seeing that this coaching um, that I was doing a little bit in my work and I was doing a little bit outside of work pro bono that this was an area that I could really see myself thriving in it, it seemed to really resonate with me and I really had to mull over it for a while and, uh, and it wasn't a, an easy decision to make and it took me a long time to get there but I I knew that I had to leave my job and go pursue this and, and set up my own business um, because I just knew that this was resonating on a real deep level with me and I had to try it. So that's how I ended up um, with my own coaching business. Yeah. Wow, that's a fascinating journey, Sinead. And let's say diving deeper into kind of day-to-day -day how you mind others like when, when someone comes to you like you talked about you know working with people um with 
you know, kind of that self-health coaching? Like, how, where do you start off with? Yeah, so I have two types of clientele. The first is health professionals. So that could be doctors and nurses, etc. They will come to me because they are feeling out of balance with their work life. Um, and they're they're trying to get that back. They're trying to find how they can uh, restore some balance in their life. And they there may be other people that might come to me, health professionals, because they're just feeling stuck. They're feeling stuck with maybe a situation in work, a relationship in work. Maybe it's around a decision. Maybe they're they don't know if they should retire. Should they change career? Should they change jobs? Should they go for a promotion? So they're feeling stuck in some way. So that would be like the first set of clients. The second set of clients would be um, people with medical, chronic medical conditions that could be improved by making some lifestyle changes. Um, so that could be around eating a bit healthier, moving more, sleep routine, bringing in some stress relieving techniques, things like that. And uh, for that side, I do tend to get more fertility and heart health because I have experienced those myself. So I have a deep connection with it. But I do see other people, especially as a nurse, um, as you know yourself, you've probably worked in various different areas. Um, so that's kind of where my work is and, and how I'm helping people at the moment. And there's a lot of psychology around that as well. You know, um, you know how people have beliefs, let's say, around exercise, you know, that it's it's all or nothing, you know, and they might have um, they might be influenced by other people around them. You know, they're not in a little bubble on their own. You know, we're all making decisions and behaving in ways um, in the environments that we're in. So we have to consider so many factors when we're trying to make a change and also what we actually want and what works for us instead of doing things that we think we, you know, inverted commas, should be doing. Um, it's trying to find, well, take that out of the picture and find out what actually is going to work for you. Um, yeah, does that answer your question, Brian? Absolutely. And I suppose um, the whole thing with coaching, you know, I, I'm a coach myself and, you know, the beauty of it is it's you're, you're, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're working with someone to get from A to B. Like it's very future focused mm. and it's getting from A to B. And what are some of the biggest challenges you find people have, you know, to, to, to move forward? Yeah, I think in terms of obstacles, I suppose people have a, a kind of an expectation that they're going to come to someone like us and we're going to tell them what to do and they're just going to go do it. And that's really, I mean, if it was as easy as that, they'd have done it themselves. So they... And, I, and we'd be rich. We'd be loaded. Yeah, absolutely. But we'd also be kind of conning people out of something that they could have done themselves. Yeah. I think where people get stuck is in mindset uh, beliefs, doing things that aren't aligned with their own values. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of it for me is getting to the root of why they're not able to um, maybe move forward, where they're getting stuck. Yeah. 
And what are some of, again, what are some of the most common places that people feel stuck in, do you think? When it comes to making a health change, I think it's more about pleasing other people. I get a lot of um, people pleasers and they don't want to rock the boat. Um, they don't want to ask for what they need. Um, they may not have uh, created um, healthy boundaries in, in relationships um, and they haven't figured out that it is not just them on their own, but there is a community there around them that is trying to support them as well. Um, but they need to ask for it. And they need to know how to tap into that. Yeah. And also, Sinead, and f again, from doing this podcast, um, you know, like the whole thing about self-care, like, you know, going for coaching is self-care, um, you know, kind of going for extra, having, you know, an exercise regime is self-care. But again, you have to make yourself a priority. You have to have that kind of self love and self-kindness and self-compassion and i know you know people think that's a bit kind of tree hugging but like you have to make yourself a priority or else you're not you're not going to kind of you know stick with a regime uh, not even a regime but like you're, you're not going to kind of make it a priority to do your exercise like you know like when i work with people we look at mental health exercise diet attitude love doing what you love with people that you love your sleep and again you have to really kind of make yourself a priority to even um start off looking at those areas and looking at self-care don't you i totally agree i absolutely agree and i think part of doing that is to look at your relationship with the thing that you're trying to change if exercise is being used as a way to punish yourself in the past then you could see exercise as not being self-care so looking at it in a different way of let's even take away the word exercise. Let's use the word movement and find ways that is it doesn't feel like punishment and that it feels good and you feel good for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Because the amount of people I, I talk to and they, they, they talk about kind of hating the gym and dreading the gym, mm. but they love going for a walk up, up, up in the hills. It's like, well, Go, go for a walk up in the hills like walking you know is is a you know hugely beneficial like to go for a 10 minute walk outside boosts your mood for 90 minutes so i think it's almost that kind of you know as you said a change in mindset um you know to look at doing things that you enjoy again kind of making yourself a priority to do that movement but do something that you enjoy and you'll keep doing it Absolutely. And I, I do think part of that is, you know, the days where we might say, OK, I'm going to do my 30 minute walk or, or whatever it is. And life gets in the way that you ask yourself, what is it I can do? You know, doing even a five minute walk that day is better than doing no walk. But we we have this all or nothing when it comes to exercise. We don't see the value in doing something small. Absolutely. Yeah, we put all our attention on the the going, you know, go big or go home, you know. Yeah, and it's all you know yourself, it's all about baby steps. Like I, I yes. say to people, it's like, you know, okay, walking for 20 minutes, walk one minute today, 
and double it. So walk two minutes tomorrow, walk four minutes the next day, like pretty much do the, you know, the least amount possible. Like it's such a, so ridiculously small that you you couldn't not do it. Mm. You know, like if you can't, like do you say about meditation? If you can't meditate, if you can't make time to meditate for like 15, 20 minutes a day, you should be meditating for an hour a day. Mm. Because, you know, again, you know, we can all kind of fit in, but again, it's just about that kind of mindset change of making yourself a priority and making it an important thing to do isn't it Mm, absolutely i agree yeah and how do you work like i suppose again like with people about going back to basics and changing that mindset Mm, yeah basics is like a lot of the work that i do is around doing the basics because we are trying to do something that's long term not something that oh we'll just do this for six weeks and then we'll go back to what we were doing before so there's a lot of like habit building and and trying to get like a foundation level before you build your house let's say on top of it before you progress you're trying to get the foundations going first so generally how I start with clients is that I do an assessment um a self-help assessment um and if it's a health professional coming for a work issue, then I do a, a work assessment. And that just shows us where we need to, where what direction we're going to take. And um, that's not necessarily that we pick the worst thing and we're going to work on that. We, we choose things that they're ready to work on because that's, as you know, that's a massive part of it um, is to to go in the direction of where you're you're ready to start making changes absolutely absolutely and baby steps all mm. the way isn't it yeah absolutely and let's say i suppose i, I work with people a lot you know around mental health and as they say these days we're all swimming in a sea of stress and mm. you know like up to 90 percent of GP visits are caused by stress. So how do you work with people around kind of stress and reducing that? Mm, I mean, it, it comes up all the time in my work. You know, people might come to me because they've got high blood pressure or something. Um, and we may end up doing a lot of work around stress. So it's looking at, um, you know, the self-care around that, you know, I think everything is interlinked in terms of the work that I do. So, you know, getting enough sleep is obviously going to affect your stress, how you're eating, um, exercise, and then looking also, uh, you know, of course, at the the boundaries that you put in place. Do you have any boundaries? Um, and, and looking at it from a, a very um, rounded perspective, I, I feel is is the key to to helping with stress yeah absolutely and that kind of that kind of holistic approach yeah mm, yeah there as I say it's all very interconnected they they don't all live in little bubbles on their own um they're all very interconnected yeah absolutely because you know western medicine likes to kind of box things off you know mm. as we know you know like kind of above the shoulders is mental health and below the shoulders is kind of physical health Mm. and again that kind of mind body spirit kind of holistic approach again it's all interconnected like that Mm. that piece that i use around uh, it's medals it's again mental health exercise diet attitude love sleep 
and it's that kind of holistic approach and mm. and you know yourself I suppose again that mindset change for people to do self-care and to look after themselves mm. and it's almost seen as selfish mm. you know um but the ripple effect like the ripple effect of one person taking better care of themselves like the benefits that you know ripple out to their family their friends their community their workplace to the world do you know what I mean mm. yeah like well I, I do think you, you can't really look after someone else unless you look after yourself first and you can't really you can't do it in a very um sustainable way you know at, at some point somebody will burn out you know and then you're depending on others to look after you you know exactly you know that old saying you can't pour from an empty cup mm, absolutely yeah yeah exactly so you're doing it for yourself and everyone around you mm. brilliant well Sinead thank you so much for sharing that with me and can you tell me now how you mind you how I mind myself um well for me it's really important especially because of the the type of work I'm doing um I am by nature quite a driven person so I have to make a very conscious choice uh every day to prioritize my self-care and it's got easier with time um and you know as with any progress there's ups and downs um but I I know now I I, I can really see the the benefits of prioritizing self-care and not putting it to the bottom of the list because it's so easy to put about put it on the bottom of the list um but different things I do are getting outside in nature every day um I do a jog I don't do anything uh too vigorous um I do yoga um I look at my diet drink enough water you know, trying to uh, go to sleep at the same time every night, getting up at the same time in the morning, you know, various things like that. I could go on, talk all day, right? <laughs> but yeah, you get the picture. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, it's doing things that you enjoy. I think that's really, you know, yes. the big message that I kind of try and give to people or I do give to people as much as possible is, you know, like do things, especially kind of, let's say exercise or movement. It's like, do what you enjoy, you know? Like if you don't like the gym, don't go to the gym, you know, get on your bike, get out for a walk in the hills or in the park or, you know, like I swim in the sea and I, you know, I cycle and I kind of, hike and stuff and you know that mightn't be for everyone but again do what you enjoy I think that's the message isn't it absolutely and and even if it is small and you think oh it's not really valuable to do it do it you know what can you do um instead of saying oh well I can't fit this in and then kind of leaving everything go and I do think you know looking at your personality you know if you're a more introverted person you might be trying to force yourself to go to the gym, you know, surrounded by people and you're finding it actually really torturous. You may prefer to just go on your own or exercise with one or two people, you know, whereas sometimes we, we can be forcing ourselves into what it should look like, you know, rather than figuring out what resonates best for us. Absolutely. And keep it simple. Yes, absolutely. Keep it yeah. simple. 
Absolutely. Well, Sinead, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm at SineadKelly.ie and you can see from there uh, my LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Um, So, yeah. Cool. Well, I will put a link to your website on this podcast. And Sinead, thank you so much for sharing with me how you mind others, how you mind you and all those amazing tips and all that great advice and best of luck with everything that you do in the future. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Brian. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Mind You. And I hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care. Please like, subscribe and follow Mind You Podcast wherever you listen to it. And please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world. Find me and mind you at Brian Barnes Wellby.